0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
1: Well, there is a very exciting Indigenous project underway to produce a documentary that is going to premiere nationally this Nadoc week on Free-to-Air TV on NITV. And online via SBS On Demand, and it's scheduled to go to air on the 3rd of July. Matt Blythe is a filmmaker based in far north Queensland and is behind the documentary called Our Yolnu Story of Faith. Matt is joining us to talk about the film and about the airing coming up on the 3rd of July. Hello, Matt, welcome along to 2020. G'day,
2: Neil. I'm pleased to be here.
1: Matt, you clearly spend a lot of time in Arnhem Land and getting to know the people, getting to know the culture that's going on there. When you think of the culture in Arnhem Land and the Christian connections there, what is so different or what is so exciting about what's happening with Indigenous people in Arnhem Land?
2: I guess, uh, Neil, it... it, it it really goes back to what works, um, you know and, and 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 what's wonderful about Arnhem Land and particularly the communities of uh, Gallowinku and Millingimbi, and you know there's a plethora of others, is that there's a community of um, indigenous, highly cultural indigenous people who all speak um, uh, 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 different languages, multiple languages or or the same language with different dialects, and they're um they're incredibly committed to Jesus, Um, it was almost like, for me, it was a real revelation. You know, I I haven't been um, to any church where I've seen uh, people embracing uh, Christ quite the way that they were, um, you know, when we produced the documentary. And it was incredibly exciting. Um, And I guess what it comes back to, and what was really lovely, was there was a, a lot of autonomy. When I say autonomy, I mean it was Indigenous people Leading the charge, it wasn't being, you know, there wasn't a white minister, um, up there saying, hey, we've got to do this and we've got to do that. You know, you were going to church services and they were being led by Yungle ministers, um, speaking, uh, uh, one of a variety of languages and, um, usually Kapapoingwu. And, um, and, you know, there were, there was a whole plethora of the community, everything, uh, a whole subsection of the community, everything from very old people, to very young people and they're all actively engaged and um, you know it was it was just a real eye-opener for me because uh, you know when you when you when you uh, live in mainstream Australia um, and you you walk within the secular community uh, you hear all sorts of stories and all sorts of things being said about uh, missionaries and the work that they've done but What's been incredibly refreshing is that there are people that have done incredible work, white people, but working collaboratively, um, you know, um, fostering autonomy, as I said earlier, so that, you know, when they've left, the wonderful work that has started with them has
1: continued on. So, Matt, when your documentary is called Our Yolnu Story of Faith, that truly is that. There are no white people in the story itself. This is the story that the Yolnu people themselves want to tell about the way they've responded in mission and in their indigenous context.
2: Very much so. I think the very first quote in the film. Um, there's a gentleman called Marichi baramanji, and he says, you know um this is about Jesus coming to us and speaking to us in our language, you know like and I think that's so wonderful, you know because I think that i don't know I'm probably guilty of thinking you know like Jesus speaks in English you know or he speaks in um you know Greek or whatever language that the Bible's been written in, but all of a sudden you know in the work that's been done you know by um by a, a, a a great deal of um, you know, people over generations. You know, this is work that started in the in in the seventies and has continued through to present day. And um and what's so exciting about it is that it's unpacking the, the word of Jesus in their language so that they can understand it. Um and they were, you know, like that was the wonderful thing. I had a indigenous director um called Eurangel Durke, who hopefully into the future you might get to speak to. And um, you know, Urangel uh, she she just got it you know she um and and she, and, and marcher as well you know there's a bunch of people in the film a lot of people um when they speak you know you see that twinkle in their eye you see the holy spirit you know literally um walking within them and helping them in the work that they're doing
1: So your documentary is a story about indigenous language and faith and culture. And it was a woman named Beulah Lowe that spent 30 odd years as a missionary and she had a love for languages. And that has continued over into those who've picked up the the baton and run with it by way of Christian mission.
2: Very much so. Um, You know, Beulah started, what was interesting about Beulah was that um it very quickly she learnt Yungle languages and not just one but, you know, a, a number of um dialects of, of Yungpa, which is translated into mother tongue. That's the that's the, the, the translation for that language name. But that's the universal language that just about everyone in Land speaks. Um but then there's all the Sub languages, And so she learned all of them and um, or, or did her best to. And then she trained anyone that went to work in Arnhem Land um, with the mission at that time. They had, like, I think every two months from memory, there was an examination that they had to undertake and pass. Um, and it went right up until the late 70s. And so at that time, when you're speaking about education in school, you know, it was being conducted primarily in Yungle language. And then, um once the kids you know understood the educational culture, it then transitioned into English and then they learnt beautiful english and um and 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 to write not only in English but also to write in their particular dialect um, and so yeah it was it, it's been a incredible um you know for me you know having worked in Arnhem land a lot it's been a real eye opener um because You'd go into these communities, and I've worked in a lot of them over the years. Um, and you'd speak to old people, and they'd speak this beautiful copybook English, <laughs> and with, these, with that lovely indigenous sort of um, twang. I don't know how to describe it, but they're just the way they speak. It's beautiful, poetic, almost. And um, but it would be copybook English, and it's like. What, what has happened? You know, where, where, you know, where, what happened here to make that happen? And so the more I dug, then you find out about people like Pula. And then that she is still, you know, like when you watch, um, you know, just the promo for the documentary, there's a lady who, who mentions, uh, Pula and, and the way she speaks, um, about her is just absolutely, you know, that just, you know, she, she, she trained her to be able to work in, in the Bible translation work. And that's, um, uh, Mary Nandama, or we just, we just call it Nandama. And, um, Nandama, you know, just the, the way that she reflects back on that time. We've got footage of 1975 of Bula. You know, so she'd been in the community at that stage 24 or 25 years, um, in Millingimbi and um the way that people interact with her you know it's uh, it's 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 just wonderful to see and to have that um that footage from the National Film and Sound Archive is is a gift.
1: Matthew Blythe is our guest. He was co-director of this new documentary and the other director the main director was Eurangel Jurake. And uh, she directed the film, but under some of Matthew's guidance. So it truly is a Yolnu production. We're back with more in just a short while. We're talking about an exciting new documentary. And there's something very special about this documentary because it is called Our Yolnu Story of Faith. The director of the documentary is Eurangel Jurakai, And co-director is Matthew Blythe. Matthew is with us today talking through issues to do with the documentary. He's with Millstream Productions. But we're talking about this documentary set in Arnhem Land and is talking about the story of what has happened in Arnhem Land since Beulah Lowe spent 30 years as a missionary and developed a, a local Bible. And so with the faith And so, with a Bible in the language of the people, it has sparked a wonderful uh, way that the Christian community in Arnhem Land has grown. Uh, Matthew, as we talk about that Christian community in Arnhem Land, in one sense, uh, part of what you've done with this new documentary has helped to change the perception of mission in Arnhem Land. Uh, What is the perception you thought that people might have had, and and what has it become? I guess, um, you
2: know... With the way the media is, um, you know, currently in Australia, there's all sorts of um, aspersions cast upon, um, you know, the work of whoever it might have been, you know, working with Indigenous children, and what became evident uh, when we, when we, you know, commenced production on the film was that was, or even just research, was that that was anything but the case um, in Arnhem Land or in in the communities that I was working within. And I'm not sure about everyone, but the people that um, were the language champions, if you like, the Bulalows, et cetera, um, they were just, they were family. Um, And that's a really important thing. You know, like when you go to work in Arnhem Land, um, there's an adoption system. You can't, um, because of the way everything is structured, you, you can't work there unless you're actually part of a family group and then there's a whole hierarchy of how you behave in particular circumstances, who you can talk to, who you can't talk to, etc., um, etc., cetera, et cetera.
1: Matthew, when we think of Indigenous people in communities around Australia, what you're saying is in Arnhem Land, uh, the elders in those communities are very aware of the challenges, and so are therefore looking for new and good pathways that young people can follow. And of course, uh, when it comes to Christian faith, uh, the good work that's gone on before is is moving and uh, influencing the next generations
2: very much so i mean the last speaker in the film is a a, a young fella called ricky and um you know ricky had a a, a very um he, he was he was on a path to destruction you know well and truly um in a physical sense and and um you know, he engaged with um the work being done by you know the elders in the community and um and it turned his entire life around. I think Generation Fire was also um, involved in that. Um, you know, so it's incredible to listen, you know, or to see Ricky speak because he's got clear eyes, he's got a twinkle in his eye, he's got a pep in his step and, you know, he's um, he's he's just turned his whole life around. Um, and I guess that's the thing, you know, like governments spend millions of dollars millions of dollars every year, um, tens of millions, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, trying to come up with solutions to some of the complex challenges that are evident with Arnhem Land, um, in, not just in Arnhem Land but Indigenous communities across the country. Um, what was a real epiphanal moment for me was to see that here was a mission that was working to keep language strong. So anywhere where there's been Bible translation, you can guarantee that... Uh, indigenous language is still strong because it had a reason to be and it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a champion, if you like. Um and then it went on from there, though, that, you know, all those wonderful things that Jesus brought to the table in indigenous culture, um, those things are also highly valued, you know, respect and love and honesty. All of those things are things that were were there, you know, before, um missionaries entered Arnhem Land. And that's something that a lot of people, you know, don't embrace or, or, or think, you know, that, that, that it may not have been, um, been there, but it, it certainly wasn't. Well, so, so the, the Bible has been, and Jesus' word has been a really great fit. Um, and, and it's being, it's, it's being used in culmination with culture now, um, which is fantastic because it's not assimilation. It's, it's, it's saying, you know, great, we've got our culture. Um, we've also got Jesus and um, and when you put the two together you know you come up with a a, you know fantastic solutions to complex challenges but you also have a wonderful way to walk forward into into the future.
1: I think you're describing uh, something of the priceless value of having Bible translation in Indigenous language because the way you describe it, I mean, sometimes people think of the white missionary coming and trampling on culture, but of course it, it never is usually the case. Uh, but where you've got missionaries that come with a intent to translate the Bible into Indigenous language, then the people have the opportunity to meet God on their own cultural level and you've got this wonderful indigenous rising spirituality which connects with the God of the Bible and those values are then perpetuated and so you've got the Bible being the tool that's used to actually maintain culture. Is that the way you would sort of describe the way that culture is affected by having the Bible in those indigenous languages? I think,
2: I think so, very much so. Um, you know, there's, there's, um the communities that I've been working within are, are the real hub of culture, you know, within Arnhem Land. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I read somewhere recently that something like 80% of um, people from those communities identify as being Christian. Um that's a, that's, it's pretty good, and then when you when you then go to those communities and you go to a church service and you see such a lot of the community turn up because I don't know, like I don't know about you, Neil, but you know when you have a need for Jesus in your life, um, it really sharpens the edge. You know, it makes you it makes you put that foot forward to to want to attend church, to you know to want to say grace, to to want to pray. That's what I was seeing, you know, like, um, and again, I, I just want to reinforce that I was only a conduit. You know, this is a very much a Yungle story. Um, and, you know, a Yungle director in Yungle language. Um, and so it was just really a wonderful experience because I believe the Holy Spirit, you know, has worked, walked with us just about every step of the way with this project. We have had so many, so many enormous challenges. Um, a friend of mine said to me the other day, uh, you know, it's like a Red Sea production, you know, at times you can't go forward and you can't go back. You just have to wait and, you know, pray that there's going to be a way- an answer to, to a particular, um, challenge. And, and every single time, uh, you know, it, it's come. And, um, and it's been in ways that I never, ever, ever would have, um, ever would have expected. And, um, and the best of all has been that, you know, the film has been very much, um, championed by the the people that have participated in it.
1: It is an inspiring story of the Bible being translated at Gallowinku, told in Indigenous language, their words about their strong faith in God, and even with a director coming from the Yolnu people. Matthew, as we talk about this documentary, and it's going to air on the 3rd of July on NITV, and then it'll be available for people to watch Uh, on uh, SBS On Demand but you're already talking about a second documentary but you're going to need a bit of extra funding to make that happen what sort of things do you think uh, people who might be interested in reaching out to Indigenous Australians uh, might like to invest in your film?
2: Oh, I mean, there's a series of great stories like this. Um, there's one from the Pitlands, um, which started, you know, a number of decades ago as well. And, um, you know, so that's the next one that we would like to produce. And um, then there's also the Creole Bible, um, and I'm sure there's, a, you know, a number of others. Um, so it'd be yeah, just wonderful to continue um, sharing these stories um, in the fashion that we started. We've got a really good I guess you could say we've developed a lovely formula and, um, it would be wonderful to, to continue in that vein. Um, so yeah, we've, we've established like a GoFundMe campaign for this production. Um, you know, if people go to the GoFundMe page, they can just check out our Jungle Story of Faith and that's, um, or Galawinku if they just put in, um, you know, the name Galawinku, which is G-A-L. I W I N K U. Um, you know, you'll uh, you'll get to you'll you'll find the you'll find the documentary, and um, yeah, it's, I guess you know, for me, but um, I'm a I'm a secular filmmaker. You know, I've, I've this is the first time I've had a crack at producing anything, um, you know, of this nature, and it's done wonderful things for for my faith. You know, I my wife, I, I worked on all these major feature films in the past and that sort of thing, and. My wife said to me one day, she was like, oh, so, so when are you, when are you going to actually, you know, when are you going to make a film that's actually doing something that you believe in? You know, and I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you know, I mean, here you are, you go to church every week and, um, you, 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 you say grace every, every meal and, you know, you pray with the kids, but you know, when are you going to use the skills that God's given you to do something that is actually going to give something back? And, um, that's how this started, you know, like it started with my wife, you know just digging the digging me in the ribs a little bit, I guess you could say, and I think there's a story there um for everyone you now there's a there's a point there for everyone um you know what what god given abilities have, have we been given uh that 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 we can actually put into play that is actually going to do something you know is actually going to do some of Jesus's work if you like, and help him out um not that he needs any help, but you know um be the you know, just, just to reach out to others and, cause that's our job, you know, that's our job as Christians. And, and, um, I think that's why this film is as rich as what it is, because I didn't go in there thinking, Oh, you know, well, here's, here's the story and you guys are going to tell me what, you know, you guys are going to say this, this, this and this. It was, I had absolutely no idea. And, um, and it was as fortuitous as anything that the story even got commissioned. You know, like I, I put in multiple um, submissions to NITV to produce stories. Only one got commissioned you now, and and that was our young off story of faith. And and um, we spent months, uh, months upon months, you know, um, getting this story, you know, to a point where it's ready for the Australian public to see. Um, but as I mentioned before, you know, that's just one small step. You know, there's there, there, there's a whole. But there's numerous other stories like this around Australia that could also be shared by another Indigenous director in another Indigenous community.
1: Well, you never know what doors will open now that you have these runs on the board with this documentary and uh, Matthew Blythe who is co-director uh, with Millstream Productions uh, the director of the documentary we've been talking about is Yurangel Jurakai, she is the director and it's going to screen on NITV on the 3rd of July, now that's during NADOC week, so 3rd of July keep your eye out for it, it's called Our Yolnu Story of Faith. And you can go to that GoFundMe page if you'd like to be a contributor to the next productions that may be ahead in uh, such vital. Uh, work to preserve that Indigenous culture and certainly that Indigenous culture of Christian faith. There's a GoFundMe page at gofundme.com forward slash galiwinku, G-A-L-I-W-I-N-K-U. Matthew Blythe, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us on 2020. Uh, My
2: pleasure, Neil, and uh, thank you very much for having me.